The process of landing investment banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top-tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. What about the rest of your summer? What did you do? Like, did you work on any interesting pitches or? Yeah, uh, one interesting pitch that I got to work on was this uh, buy side M&A opportunity with a private middle market private equity firm. Um, essentially what happened was this middle market private equity firm, they came to B. Riley and asked, hey, we're looking for potential investment opportunities, but we don't know much expertise in the automotive space in the private market. So what essentially happened was um, the FSG financial sponsors group co-heads, they kind of reached out to managing directors who focus in the industrial sector. And then we there was like this pitch that happened. And my essential role within this deal was that one of the MDs sent over like this four page word document. And he said, Hey, this is all the information I want on the pitch, put this into a PowerPoint uh, format. So I kind of essentially moved all that uh, information from the word document to the, uh, to the, into a PowerPoint format. And that was like a day involvement. And then the pitch happened, but um, they didn't actually win the mandate. So that was another involvement I had. Um, but honestly, I would say with my involvement this summer, it's been more like business development um, than per se working on like live deals. Okay. So you guys are advising a sponsor in this case, and they wanted you to help them find an automated automotive company to acquire. Yes, that's correct. Okay, I'm gonna pause here for a second. So okay. Like B. Riley is your most um, recent experience, right? Yeah. Uh, it's the first thing on your resume. It's mm-hmm. also the biggest name. So I think it's like the most likely to, it's like the ex- most likely experience for them to ask you about, mm-hmm. um, which is why I'm starting there. But like, you're not giving me a whole lot. Yeah. When it comes, like I first asked about deals, really get to work on that many deals and that's fine that's kind of outside of your control right mm-hmm. uh, so then you know i asked about pitch but i think like the way you're framing your project right now is and look this may be the re- this may be the truth yeah still, like the way you're kind of framing all your projects is like you know unfortunately i didn't do that much right like that's right. about that thing. it's like oh we just you know, I just, I just transferred a four page word doc over to PowerPoint. Like that's not, um, that's not impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I right. got that. So even though that is the truth, I think this is where like sometimes in interviews, you can't be too honest. I'm not telling you to lie. Like you don't want to talk about stuff that you never worked on. Mm-hmm. But like, if you worked on a pitch, um, I don't know if you still have the materials that you worked on, right? Um, but like, if you worked on a pitch, then ideally what I would wanna hear you talk about is 
like the rationale behind the deal or the rationale behind the pitch that you guys made? Like, why did you guys think whatever automotive company you pitched was a good target potentially? Right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. more interesting if you can demonstrate that you have that level of understanding. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're able to do that because I know your interview is, you know, pretty soon. It's in like a day or two, right? But like, if this is how you've been going into, like, if this is how you've been discussing your past projects and in your interviews, then um, like, it's just not, I don't think it's very effective. Got it. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, are you able to, like, do you have the materials? Are you able to like go back and like look through the presentation and try to uh, yeah i mean i took a couple of photos um, i don't have the exact like file itself but i took like the photos of the deck so yeah i'll, de- I'll definitely take a look at it tonight after this and uh, reword my answers to this yeah and so like you know even even if you guys didn't win the mandate like don't necessarily have to um mention that unless they mm-hmm. have to. okay yeah there's a difference between like during interviews there's a difference between straight up lying which you should not do versus like leaving stuff out which you should do you need to decide like you know every sentence that comes out of your mouth like is this sentence adding value or is it detracting right detracting, or if you don't know whether it's adding value or you can't like explain to yourself or to me why that sentence needed to be included then chances are it doesn't need to be you know because uh-huh. with interview answers sometimes like brevity and and being concise is actually better right right does that make sense mm-hmm. i think that's one big thing is like you know have at least one project from b riley uh that you can at least kind of dress up a little bit. Okay. Right. And I'm not even saying you have to exaggerate on like a whole lot on what you did. Like you don't have to say, Oh, I was the one that built the LBO model and this and that, if you didn't. Yeah. (laughs) I think you just follow the frameworks that we have in the behavioral questionnaire on how you talk about, um, how you talk about like a work experience or, or a project. Right. If it's like, hey, tell me about what you did at B. Riley, then, you know, the framework is like one level summary of what your role was. So that would be as simple as, yeah, I was a summer analyst and, you know, the financial sponsors group, um, you know, which basically, I mean, everyone knows what that is. You don't have to explain what, what that is. Like financial sponsors group, self-explanatory, right? Summer mm-hmm. analyst in the financial sponsors group. Uh, some of my responsibilities over the summer included X, Y, and Z, right? Like helping out with pitch presentations, um, putting together buyers lists, um, you know, like give like one or two more things that you did. Okay. Yeah. Conducting research on, you know, the, I don't know, household plants industry, like whatever, right? Uh, but I would say the, mo- the most interesting project that I worked on uh, during my time there was whatever pick the project that you can that you have the most to save for right like like whatever project you took pictures for or you can you actually have enough meat on the bones so to speak 
Mm -hmm. right? So the most the most interesting project that I worked on was blah blah blah, and uh, the reason why I found this project to be interesting was because I don't like talk about the rationale. Notice I didn't even mention what you did specifically for the project. Yeah, I just okay. the most interesting project I worked on was this pitch. The reason why I thought this project was really interesting was because you know the sponsors were looking for a target that fit these criteria and. Like, you know, this is what we had to do as a team to find it and blah, 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 right? Or, or it, could be, it could be whatever, like, the reason why you thought it was interesting could, that's totally up to you, right? You could, you could right. right? And from this experience, what I learned was, you know, fill in the blank, one or two things that you learned. And, uh, you know, like overall, I thought it was a great experience at B-Rally and uh, was very happy to, um, receive a return offer at the end of the summer something like that right yeah mm -hmm. so just follow the framework right and if they if they're not asking if they're not saying, like tell me about b riley if they ask you what i asked which is like tell me about a project that you worked on at b riley then um you just kind of skip the first two parts you skip the part about you know it was a summer analyst in fsg and some of the things I worked on were blah, blah, blah. You skip that part and just go straight to, yeah. I mean, the most interesting project, I, I worked on multiple projects doing something, but I would say the most interesting project was fill in the blank, right? Okay. Um, you know, my role on the project was blah, blah, blah. It was like, what were you responsible for doing? Um, and you can like exaggerate a little bit there if you want. You don't want to exaggerate too much. Uh, you don't want to say like, I own the LBL model and then you're, so you start getting grilled about all the numbers in the LBO model inside out, but you can say, you know, I helped with um, putting together all the slides and uh, whatever else, right, that you can think of. Um, and also depending on what's in the presentation, like let's say presumably the presentation included, I'm just making this up, trading comps and, pre and pressing transactions and maybe even a DCF, like the analyst did it, you weren't the one that did it, right? But you have a picture of it so you can look at it and pick out some high level numbers and just like commit those to memory and then you can say you helped out with it like nobody can verify whether you what helping out means or what you actually did or didn't do the only way for them to verify is like to test you and ask you about some of the assumptions in, in the dcf or oh yeah what were some of the companies that you guys use for the comps and what was what, what were the multiples what was the trading range? Well, and like, if you can answer a few of these follow-up questions, then pretty much take your word for it, right? Right. Yeah, um, I think, I mean, I've only had like one other interview before the upcoming ones and they kind of tended to focus just on Ocean Park, just given that there's more meat there compared to what I wrote for B. Riley. Um, right. But I totally get your point that B. Riley is the bigger name. So um, yeah, I'll definitely focus on like one bigger project. Yeah, I mean... If you already have something similar to what I talked about for Ocean Park, then that's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, because then that part is set, but like those are the two jobs that you have on your resume. So, you know, it's either going to be one or the other. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You just want to cover all your bases. If everyone's asked about Ocean Park so far, that's great because probably because, you know, you have the selective transaction experience format. And so, it's easier for people to like pick out a specific thing there, but 
I don't know. My reaction, if I were interviewing you, I, I, I just went for the most recent thing and the name that I recognize. I would understand. Yeah, of course. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Ryan asks, how much will we be scrutinized over deal rationale and process if we provide one? I mean, look, if it's a deal that you said you worked on, then I think you should know the deal rationale and process. So like, that's not hard. Like, like literally just, you know, read the presentation and there should be one of the slides in there. Um, or like, and this is what I tell everyone too, and I'll, I'll repeat it again. Like if you're at an internship and you're working on stuff, a lot of times, like when you're working on it, you, you're so busy and you're just trying to get the work done and um, you're not thinking about this stuff. You're not thinking about like, oh, how am I going to talk about this in an interview later, even though you should be. Um, but at a minimum, like you need to do what did, which is like take a picture of the presentation or print out a presentation and bring a hard copy home or like, I mean, you probably don't want to email it to yourself just because a lot of these banks are sensitive about like presentations leaking out and, you know, they can see all the emails and stuff that you send out from your work email. So like you have to be, you know, kind of careful how you do it, but like, obviously whatever materials to take with you, don't leak it. Don't violate confidentiality. It's just for your own. So you can study later, like just for preparing for interviews and that's it. Thanks for listening to this episode. Interested in discovering how you can get personalized one-on-one coaching from Wall Street Mastermind to help you beat out the massive amount of competition out there? Head on over to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. And the street is abbreviated to ST, so it's really wall, stmastermind.com slash apply. And our team looks forward to speaking with you.